Hey, penguin lovers. <laughs> this is another episode of Two Idiots Podcast. I'm Ryan Husky Bullet Johnson. And I'm Matt Hildu Traxel. On today's episode, we discuss my family's episode with COVID and my immunity to it, apparently. I get into a childhood story where I worked at a Harley Davidson dealership, what I did in some of the characters, characters who frequented there. I talk about a funny radio gambling ad I heard. Ryan gets into why he's such a sad, depressed little baby. And we end on a lighter note of murderers and death row. Enjoy. Quit quit giving Coach a hard time. He's doing his best, man. He's, look at him. Look at those sad puppy eyes. He's doing his best. <laughs> he's doing his best. He's doing his best. Coach is doing his best. Um, As he slams eight beers, yeah. he's covering like a thimble to him because he's crush a fucking beer. giant. Big man, I know crush beer like, uh, like babu- tiny babushka doll. You crush beer. Doesn't babushka mean grandma? I think so. Because that didn't make any sense. Babushka. You don't Ma- speak German. You don't speak Russian. Called out. Called out. Called out. Called out. Crush. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is called yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch you next week. Called out. <clears throat> so I actually have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Yeah, go for it. <sighs> I've got nothing to talk about. I, I should probably Rona. start with the Rona, because mm-hmm. that that was an experience. Rona. Yeah. I'm fucking getting there, Coach. He, yeah. he gives me no credit. I know. So we were on a hiatus because my family came down with the Rona. Yeah. Uh, it would be almost three weeks ago now. It was like uh, the, the Sunday before Christmas, my daughter gets a fever. Yeah. She's got the Rias, yeah, and is like, well, shit, this is probably a cold, but we're gonna take her in and get her tested, right? Um, just to make sure it's not the Rona, because our family and grandparents are gonna be around. We 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 want to be safe. Sure, precaution. Took her into the doctor. She's like, yeah, this probably isn't the Rona. Yeah. So she went ahead and gave her a flu vaccine mm. and took a Rona test, and she's like, I'm sure it'll be negative, but just to be safe. Um, I was about to take her into school on Tuesday morning because she had to stay home Monday because of the fever policy. Tuesday morning, I'm about to leave the door. I get a call from the doctor. She's like, oh, it's positive. I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. I was wrong. My expertise is moot. So then I had to call. We had to call our families, cancel the Christmases. Um, and then uh, that was Tuesday. So then later that night, my wife starts feeling kind of tired, yeah. like really tired. And the yeah. next morning she woke up, she had like 101.4 degree fever. Yeah, not, yeah. not huge, but a fever. <clears throat> Not a huge fever. It was a small fever, not huge. The little bitch you, fever. She, you, she had a fever, but it wasn't fever. real bad. And she, uh, she had like real bad malaise, body aches. Yeah. Uh, that first day, she felt pretty miserable. Yeah. And she went and got tested uh, on Wednesday. Ding. And she was positive. Yeah. And then I also got tested Wednesday, and I was negative. Yeah. Which is surprising because on Sunday, when my daughter had her fever and the diarrhea, I was like sitting on the floor playing with her. And she had at some point reached back in her <clears throat> diaper and I was like not even looking at her and I'm like looking at the ground playing with something and she just comes over and like rubs her hand on my face and I am overwhelmed by the smell of shit. Oh, wow. And then I realized what she just did because my face feels cool because there's like a liquid on it that's evaporating and I start like kind of freaking out and I go change her diaper and then like scrub my face off. Um <laughs> Oh, that was awful. Muscle and bone. But uh, yeah, so anyway, like, I didn't try to not get it. I was making out with the wife, like a fucking queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, And, you know, the daughter was still half chewing food, shoving it in my face and everything. So I I was not trying to prevent it. In fact, if anything, I kind of wanted to get it so that we didn't have to do the two weeks from home again. Yeah, yeah. 
and or I didn't want to get it as theirs was ending and we had to be home for four right. weeks because right. although my daughter and wife could <clears throat> go back out because like the CDC policy, like I think three months after you get it, they say you're fine to mm-hmm. go back out. Mm. Um, even if people in your house have it, my son would have to quarantine with me, which means he'd have to miss school for two weeks and I'd have to miss work. I just didn't want to do it, yeah. but I didn't get it. Yeah. So I took the test that week, didn't get it. The next week I got my blood drawn on a Thursday. Yep. No antibodies. That Saturday, got another PCR, also negative. So crazy. So the thing I don't get, yeah. right, yeah. and I still want to talk about this Dude, is... lay it out, right? Bro. So the virus went into my body. Yep, the virus, yep. The virus, sorry, I, I should say it correctly. The virus yeah. went into my bodet. Yeah. I want to use the medical terms. Yeah. And yeah. I did not get sickly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What happened? Yeah, right? I, <clears throat> I think this is purely... Uh, the work of Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all the people who die are because Jesus hates them. Uh, uh, <laughs> the wiles when he hate, let them die. Hate, no hate. You've got Jesus's blood. I have Jesus's blood. I do yeah. have O positive blood, which is apparently more resistant, but only by twelve percent. Well, think about the think about across the, plus the sign, population. Plus sign. You ta- you tug tug on that bottom, turn that into a cross. Oh shit! Yeah. And then I hang myself on it. Okay. That's what Jesus did. Okay. But so anyway, so like, I I feel like the, there's only there's only two possibilities, and I know that no one in this room knows, but I just want to get off my chest. I understand. So, either the virus got into me, mm-hmm. and for some reason it couldn't spread and infect me. Yeah. Too net. You're too negative. What what is that reason? Uh, probably that it doesn't. It, it's like there's no emotions in here. <clears throat> to infect. So it only kills people who have too many emotions. Right, right, right. Like okay. emotional people, I- illogical thinkers, irrational. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so either for some reason my body's resistant or my immune system was able to fight it off. Mm-hmm. Which, if that's the case, why do I not have antibodies? Mm-hmm. Or do I have other antibodies that were able to fight it off? I think you have antibodies when it's been, like your body has created them to fight it. Right. But no, what I'm saying is, is there another antibody I have that fought it off? Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Cause let's just, let's just do it. Let's I was making it. out with someone who was coughing, had a fever and just had a positive yeah. test. You didn't make out with her at all. I, 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 I blew a kiss at her, which, yeah, yeah. which for us is like, that's hot. Yeah. That's yeah. hot and heavy. Like blowing. And you know what? This time, mo- most of the time she doesn't, this time she made eye contact with me. Yeah. So, yeah. That blown kiss landed. Right. So she she lifted up her hat <laughs> and you just locked eyes. Yeah. I snuck it in. Blew her a kiss and then those those them that that see the virus came to you. It came into you from her kiss. No, she didn't blow one back. <clears throat> she didn't. No. Well then that's the answer, dummy. Like she didn't blow a kiss. Okay, at you. so so anyway, it's it's just is it not weird a little bit like how that yes, works? It's odd. I I don't know what's going on, Matt. Uh, you have O positive blood. I've I've seen, I've seen a thousand articles now about how your blood type may or may like it's like a headline, may or may not, may or may not. My blood type is type O negative. Okay, so I've been interested in this. Is like queer blood. Yeah, is is like okay. <laughs> do, does does blood type affect your COVID risk? Maybe. Okay, another headline. Scientists have found out that. Found an answer to uh, whether or not blood type affects your COVID risk. We're still out on it. May, it might. 
the jury's not sh- like the the study that I shared with you guys said there was a twelve percent reduced likelihood of catching it if you were type O. Okay. Over the general population. Right. Which is statistically very significant. Yeah. But it's still only twelve percent. Yeah. And then it's like you know. I get so much shit in my newsfeed about vitamin D. Is like, does vitamin D help prevent corona? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of stuff is like, no. But majority of the evidence is, yeah, it also helps. Yeah. yeah. But but even for for vitamin D, what is that like? I want to know what it does in the body that helps you not get it. Like, does it just like you know fucking chest bump the virus yeah, out yeah, of you? Yeah, like, yeah, get yeah, out of your yeah, bitch, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, bro. Brought vitamin D is like a frat boy at the like. But yeah, but like, oh, but I didn't make antibodies, but I fought it off, or I didn't fight yeah. it off. It couldn't infect me. What do either of those mean? Right. Anyway, so that's. I feel like my analogy of a vitamin, like vitamin D being a frat boy, is not very good. Because, like, if you think about I, it. Like, I ignored it completely. If you think about a frat boy, like, they're pretty vigilant about their territory when they're sober. Are they? Yeah, when they're sober, they're like, dude, dude, data chi, man, feta phi. Like, can't. <laughs> Can't fucking come in here, dude. Not you're not a member. You're not a member. And then when they're drunk, they're like, "Dude, party to make alpha." Dude, I beer pong with like ten strangers. Like, and it's it. Vitamin D. If vitamin D is a frat boy, it it just broke down. Okay. Oh no! If vitamin D is a frat boy, don't drink. Yeah, I think that's a great lesson we can all take from this. Yeah. Moving on. Um, (laughs) Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, no. Like in in the case of in the case of. (laughs) Vitamin D helps you, like the the one for sure benefit I know of vitamin D is that it um it mitigates your immune response. So like you don't your immune system doesn't over respond. Yeah, it responds repo- appropriately to whatever contagion. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of studies that say. But it, that would mean, hold on, Matt. That would mean that it you would have have to have been infected right. for it to have had any kind of... I've also seen things that say D helps you from getting infected and it helps prevent serious infection. Okay. So it does both. Yep. Um, um, and and I, it's easier for me to understand how it could suppress your immune system from like over-regulation and yeah. over-releasing things. Yeah. But then it's still that, how do you become more resistant? I don't know what that means because the only way I know that we can resist things is by fighting them off. Right, we kill them, or we don't let them spread. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding, is it spreads via the ACE receptors in, in in your vascular system. And but how would your immune system strength have anything to do with that? That I don't know. That that's where I, I just yeah. get confused. Yeah, I'm just curious how that works. There was a so I was watching um, Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert, mm-hmm. Trump supporter, um, who was like uh, mega Trump supporter, mega. Uh, he, he he's in a way he he claims he's an I think he he thinks he's really interesting like he he wants to be like confounding like he talks about Scott himself, Adams wants yeah, to be interesting yeah he talks about himself being an ultra liberal and he's like I'm left of Bernie like I've heard him say that before he's like I'm so far left I'm left of Bernie like he's like I think abortion should be whatever women figure it out to be like get a group of women together figure it out I think drugs should be legal I think. But he's he's he bonds with Trump over being like a master persuader. Okay, so like Trump's supposed to be a master persuader, a genius master persuader. No, I wouldn't say no, that. No, he Just, he he literally said genius. So like, here's what he said about he's like Trump's campaign had tons of persuasion in it, repetition of words, all that stuff. And then he's like the Hillary the the Clinton campaign, so 2016 couldn't even keep up with him. And then the last... She didn't even try. Yeah, the last X few months, you know, three, four months, he's like, I started to see them. She said, 
oh, Donald Trump is dark. His his intentions are dark. And Scott's like, they must he's like, I have a I have a suspicion that I know who they hired as a, you know, persuasion expert to help them. Um, because that's not she hasn't been saying anything like that for a while, and I think they know that at this point that the campaign is, you know, I don't know, essentially like let's let's ensure the win and and so she said, Oh, he's you know, Donald Trump's dark and Scott's like, oh, that's that's persuasive persuasive language because it's like it's concrete but it's vague, mm-hmm. right? Um, so anyway, he was talking about how <laughs> uh, just go way too far. Uh, he was talking about how uh, be I, lucky. I am talking. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you said the concrete but vague. That reminds me, we were making fun of the coffee people. Was it sensual or aggressive? Yeah, yeah. Was it concrete or vague? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the the um go what, on what what scott was um sorry lost my train of thought um what scott adams was saying about covid19 is that like he was like oh i was reading a study that said that it um it doesn't infect green tea drinkers that green tea whatever phytochemicals are in that can or polyphenols or whatever can help mitigate your risk of getting it i drink a lot of white tea which yeah. has more than green tea it does it mm-hmm. and He's like, wouldn't that be crazy that engineer that China engineered a virus? Wouldn't that be crazy that China engineered a virus that could that wouldn't infect their population? Because they're all that's racist. Uh, it's economical. Like they drink green tea. It's, that it's, was it's, also racist. You're doubly racist. Now. Um, I feel like that's like Americans drink coffee. It's like, dude, 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 don't be so racist. <laughs> it's that's, funny. That's coffee. <laughs> like. No, I think it, I, I think the meme would be Americans drink soda. Yeah. Chunky soda. Chunky soda. Yeah. Um Mountain Dew. Oh, I love my Mountain Dew. Oh. That that's a bit more of a gamer meme. I think soda in general is an American thing. I Even though like, other countries drink. I feel like so much in the Midwest it's it's soda. I mean it's Mountain Dew. I, I don't know that many people that drink Mountain Dew. Dude, I know so many people that slam Dew. Maybe that's you. Mountain. Maybe that's just you. I ain't slam no Dew. No, I mean the people you hang out with. Oh, maybe my oh is my sampling off? Oh yeah, maybe your sampling is off. But your you're sampling, a sampling isn't. Of one. Your sampling isn't. I'm not making any claims. I yeah. just I just don't know. I mean, the only person I know who drinks do is my brother. Everyone else I know drinks something else. I can't drink soda, but if I do, Coca Cola. Okay. Cherry Coke. Solid. Huh? Solid. It's a good choice. And then there's ginger ale. Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry, Diet Dr. Pepper, and then probably Coke Zero Cherry. Hello, cancer. Mm. I also don't drink soda anymore. I drink white tea. Like, walk into your door. Huh, what's out there? Oh, a giant tumor. Because of all the Diet Coke. The the 100 ounces of Diet Coke I used to drink. There is no evidence that Diet Coke causes cancer. (laughs) You know what there is evidence of? What? It affects your gut microbiome and it can lead to uh, to type two diabetes. That BDS. Yeah, BDs there is thing. there is growing evidence BDs. that artificial sweeteners affect your gut microbiome in a negative way, dude. Big time. Uh, Which is why I don't eat them anymore and don't drink soda, right? Except on rare occasions. Yeah, um, I did fall in love with. I fell. I just fell in love with diet diet soda at one point. Diet Pepsi. I would just take it out. Like he would just take me out and. We would just we laugh, we would laugh, and it was amazing. Diet soda. <clears throat> so, I have another story. 
Um, it was right. It was actually the weekend before my daughter got the Rona. So yeah. it was just kind of the icing on the cake. Party weekend. Yeah. It was supposed to be. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. So my, um, my brother and sister-in-law had recently gone to Colorado and they had a couple of pot gummies. Mm. And I was like, cause I, this whole year I've been like, I, I've maybe smoked pot 12 times in my life. Yeah. Hold on. Isn't your brother like super conservative? <laughs> no, this isn't, this is my brother-in-law and oh. my brother and sister-in-law. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I've only done it like twice in my life, but this year I've been I've been hankering for some pot just oh, to just to mellow out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my wife's like, Hey, I I got a, a gummy. She just yeah. gave us one. She said we should be able to share it. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. We both took half of it. Neither of us felt anything. No way. It was the most disappointing yeah. night. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like maybe if one of us had had the whole thing, it could have been a little bit. But both right. of us were just like an hour in, like. I got nothing. Right, right, right. Me too. And I was like, ask her for another one. Like, yeah. I just, fuck, that was the worst. Yeah. I would have rather had nothing. Right. Uh, doctor, do you know Dr. Andrew Weil? Mm-mm. He's a, uh, he hung out with Tim- Timothy Leary in um, the 60s when Leary was talking about LSD and stuff. Graduated from Harvard in the 60s. Like, brilliant, like, um, uh, what do you would call it? Integrative medicine practitioner. He's been on Rogan, but anyway... He's got a big bushy white beard. He's bald. Um, he uh, was talking about any how other he, really important facts you want to name about him? Uh, just, like I'm painting uh, a picture here. I'm painting how, a picture how about here. shirts? What kind of shirts does he have? Glasses? He wears t-shirts. All right. Is no, he, uh, sometimes he wears glasses when he's gardening. Is he totally bald, or is it a little bit like uh, a ring of hair? Yeah, ring of hair. White also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Kind of bushy. <laughs> kind of bushy. Uh, what does his voice sound like? Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 neither here nor there it's up it's down it's all around all right you can keep okay. going um and he was talking about how like he's trying to he's big into the you know he's a lobbyist for cannabis if you will sure um and so he's got a lot of people sending him samples of of uh pot stuff whatever products and they sent him some pure tea something. oil yeah something and it was like, what do they call it? Dab? Yeah, dabs. I don't know. Um, THC wax. He got this product. They're like, hey, can you promote this? And he's like, oh, let me try it. You know, the instructions. He took. He said he took it before bed because he's like, oh, I like to see if they put me to sleep. And if they put me to sleep, then you know. And it's like, start with about a drop the size of a grain of rice. And he's like, oh, I'm going to. He took a, a toothpick and dipped it in, and then you know, did that. Fell asleep. Woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't move. <laughs> and said that he was seeing like howling hallucinations like they were just howling pe- like and he was like oh my god can you imagine if i had followed the instructions <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like um but he, he i think he said that story on rogan and uh i mean you just never know what you're gonna get man like i don't know uh so did did your did your family that got this did they say oh we had a great time you guys are idiots I'm guessing maybe because they thought they had a higher tolerance for something. I don't know. But yeah, I, my wife didn't want to tell her because she thought she would feel bad because it was a nice gesture. Oh, but I don't know. Yeah. So now. No one listens to this. Yeah. No one fucking listens. Yeah. To how this fucking case. dare. <laughs> <laughs> Coach threw a cookie at Ryan's mouth and missed on his chest. So Ryan picked it up, tried to put it in his mouth and proceeded to miss. As you do. You need a little sugar shot. A little. <laughs> a boom. Um, my son calls guns buers. Buers. Because <laughs> that we watch the show Sean the Sheep, and in the mo- there's there's a show that got turned into a movie 
in the movie, there's a, an alien like gun battle scene, and the guns go pew pew like that. <laughs> pew, yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Daddy, can I have a bewer?" <laughs> and I'm like, well, I look at my wife, and she's like, oh, "Fine." And I'm like, "Oh, you want a gun?" He's like, "No, a bewer." <laughs> my God, oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, but she doesn't want him to know about guns and. Well, you can get him a laser gun that makes bues. Yeah. I want to get him, like, a gun tattoo, because it's like I'm such a conservative. <laughs> I'm, I'm so conservative. I want to get him a fucking AR-15. I'm so conservative with no for guns. no safety lock and a closet full of ammo, and he can just go to town. Yeah. Because this is America. Yeah. Um, I'm big conservative for guns. So, like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I just love guns. Like, I'll go into a gun store, and they'll be like, what gun do you want? And I'm like, I all just of want them. guns. I want all of them. Give me, I love, I, I come in and say, I love guns. I love guns. <laughs> and they'll be like, what do you, what kind of gun do you want? <laughs> like, hey, what gun do you have? And I used then to, they tell me what kind of guns they have, and I go, I don't know how to do any of this. I, I, I used to work at a, at a Harley shop, and there was this guy who would always come in, and he would, he didn't own a Harley. And he had no intention of buying a Harley, but he came in every single day. And he would always talk about, like, you know, buying a Harley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I've been looking at that one. It's like, whatever. Tre- I don't know his fucking name, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah You've yeah. been in here every day for the last six months. Yeah. You walk here. You used to be a Harley sales associate? I, I was, like, a parts guy at a Harley shop. So what, you sucked on the parts? Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the parts guy would find and bring it out, and I'd suck them clean, get yeah. all the grease off, and hand yeah. them to the <laughs> yeah, dude. Spit them out of my mouth oh, onto the table. Filthy. Just get those filthy parts I'm eating mouth. this nut. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah it just <laughs> like roll out of your mouth. Um, it was hard for the mufflers. You know, I'd do like parts at a time. Oh, my God. It'd take hours. Oh, you get big mufflers. Yeah. Um, did you have, dude... Uh, did you have a bike? No. Did you have? Well, no, nah. I didn't. I wasn't interested in them, dude. I feel like you have to be like somewhat interested in Harleys or motorcycles to at least work at a motorcycle shop. My my mom worked there. Oh, your and mom, mom's so, nepotism. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and well, they offered me a job, and I it was one when I had three jobs. I'd work there on the weekends when they were busiest. Mm-hmm. I'd also like mow the lawn. I'd polish all the bikes. I reorganized their entire like parts inventory thing where was this in town in, in, in Ottumwa it was down in Ottumwa got it yeah. okay um there's a, is, the, is the store <clears throat> still open I think so which is shocking because I I would not recommend people go there why the owners are not great people so what they the, what I don't care Do, what but no selling? no I hear that like the service isn't great and kind of rude to work with like I don't know that's what I want in a bike shop owner really well, yeah what I want if I went to go buy a you um, want someone who stomps your head on the ground and says, "What the fuck are you doing in my store?" Yes, and I go, "Finally, I'm, I'm dealing with a like this is a Harley owner. This is someone they 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 smash you into like I want a bike. Like you have to prove yourself to be a Harley owner and no. to be to be to be a to be a a, 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 st- a street bike owner. You have to be completely hairless. Hairless. Com- yes." You have to be hairless. A lot of gel in your but hair. Hair full. Yes. And also, I mean, yeah, hairless body with spiked up, gelled up hair. Yep. And you have to white like, rim sunglasses. White rim, okay. Um, Sneakers. Maybe like a very curated beard. Like <laughs> no one can see your hands. <laughs> I don't know why you do this. I feel so bad. So uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a special 
Um, I don't know why we keep calling them specials. Like uh, <laughs> the Yorkshire Ripper on Netflix. Did you see this? No. Oh my god, so good. the The Yorkshire Police Department. It's a five episode series. The Yorkshire Police Department fucked up that whole investigation how, so bad. How 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 did we get from? Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about, <laughs> about Chinstrap. Okay. Wanna, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. 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 Yeah. yeah. The madness uh, of Ryan's mind. The Ripper. There it is. Yeah. So like, I they catch the Ripper, and all I could do is go. Why is his hair like that? <laughs> like, like, look, no, look up, look up Peter Sutcliffe, please, coach. Look up Peter Sutcliffe and look at his hair. Okay. Will, I don't William understand Sutcliffe. his hair. It's William Sutcliffe. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I saw the name in the article. It's, <laughs> Sutcliffe? It's, it's S-U-T-T. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. What? No. That's not him. It's Peter Sutcliffe. Oh, so it was just a different Sutcliffe name in the article? I guess. Look, just click on that. Look at his face. I, that's a street bike owner. Mm. No, I don't, you don't think, think so. so. No. Look at that. What? Why the square? I don't understand the square. His head is a block, but it's just fro. Killed like ten women. Why are we looking at this? Because this ha- and I, because why, I felt bad. Why when, is this how your head works? When I felt bad when I saw him, they apprehended him, and I just I didn't think about how many people he killed. I thought, why is his hair like that? Like, why does his hair have to be that way? So when we find out Ryan's killed 10 people, we'll know. Yeah. It'll um, all make sense. Okay, so a street bike owner is definitely someone that's hairless. <laughs> um, Sorry, to get back on topic. Yeah. Uh, someone that's hairless, and what else are they like? I feel like they're, like, overly chill, but freak out about, like, how clean their sneakers are. I, I think they say chill a lot, but they're really not chill. Well, yeah, it's a front. But, like, if you were to scuff their sneakers, they'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. These are my white sneakers. Like, and they have maybe a lanyard, lanyard keychains. Did you ever get into those? No. Anyone else get into those? So you're saying you did? No, not at all. I, but I remember being like, I will never accept that person that has a lanyard keychain hanging out of their pocket. I will never accept them. Um, okay, so we're going to Harley Davidson, polishing parts, just sweating your little, sweating your little head off, rubbing bikes. Um, getting paid what? Nothing. I think, I think it was ten bucks an hour. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. For being in college, you're in co- college collage. Yeah, I would worked at uh, Walgreens uh, and the Harley shop, and I would mow lawns. While so you work at Walgreens, cartwheel over to the Harley shop, mm-hmm. polish chrome. Well, no, I would skip to the Harley shop, <laughs> cartwheel back to Walgreens, <laughs> and then I would do the uh, the gallop thing with your like. <laughs> and then I would do I would do that to, to, to mow lawns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Son of a bitch, I've got nothing now. You, you, when you match me, I don't know how to go higher. <laughs> <laughs> when you play my game, I will, I can't come down to your level, but I can't go up past or past when you when we are looking eye to eye. My apple box doesn't go any higher. You always hope that I get upset at where you're going, maybe, and f- resist it but when yeah. i embrace it you don't know what to do with yourself. exactly completely i do not have a, re- a reply i this is character building for me <laughs> um, so then what okay so yeah you worked at the harley shop um and did you drink all that money away no i i paid i mean i drank but i paid my way through college i i, I didn't drink that much when i was in school yeah. i i didn't a i wasn't 21 yeah i graduated when i was 19 Okay. So any alcohol I could get was usually on the weekends from my older friends. Yeah. 
And then if I drank at all, it'd be during the week. And so I'd have to meter it for, to make it last. So I maybe on the weekends I would get smashed, but I wouldn't drink that much during the week. I feel like an alcoholic would never say meter it. Well, I, I wasn't a severe alcoholic then. Things were just getting ramped up. Yeah. Um, I graduated college at 19 because I started working um, at principal when I was 19. Uh, so, okay, so we, we veered into where you worked at the So Harley anyway, I was, I was telling a story about yeah. this guy yeah. who was obsessed with Harleys. Yeah. He desperately wanted to be in oh, the yeah, Harley Club. Because, and, because and, and to be clear, owning a Harley makes you a member of a club. Yeah, it does. You, you are a member of the Harley family. Yeah. And they're all friends with each other and chummy, and they all like, you know, they got to get the leathers and the gear and talk about like these 800 long bike rides you took. Yeah. Not to go anywhere, just to ride a bike around. Yeah, yeah. Like they would literally just drive across the Midwest for thousands of miles yeah. with no destination in mind and just come back. I love it. They'd be like, oh, a great yeah. Saturday. We put in a thousand miles. And, yeah. I, and in my head, I'm just like, that sounds miserable. Well, but, it sounds like you're doing two, you're, you, you, you literally are going. Uh, uh, 500 miles an hour if you're spending in a you're doing a thousand miles on a saturday you're you're going you're going 200 miles it's, an it's hour. all day it they wake up and they leave on a bike and then when they get home it's after dark um, all day long they're driving did you did you ever want to be did any hell's angels ever come in i don't, I don't think so <clears throat> i mean very rarely did someone come in who i was like oh that guy's a badass usually yeah. it was most of the people were older 90% plus were white. But again, again, that's also just Atumwa. Yeah. Like Atumwa back then had like no minorities whatsoever. Right. Now there's a much larger Hispanic population. I'm still not sure about the black population. Yeah. But I it's love, overwhelmingly I white. I love seeing black guys on motorcycles. Like that's Harleys. racist. Harleys. I love it. I don't know. I see it and I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. I love it. Like I, you know, because it seems like such a uh, a white thing to do. Yeah. It's a stereotypical American thing, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, Harleys are overpriced, and there's so many other tr uh, bike brands that are better. Yeah, that are also American made. Um, Name one. Victory. I don't think they're that much better. Triumph. Mm, that's English. Is Triumph English? Yeah. Mm. Um, I was just, I was just disproving your point. Um, do you, do you, what do you, what do you know about bikes? <laughs> tell me four models of Victory bikes. Four models of Victory. Yeah, or tell me four models of Harley bikes. Um. Harley bikes are the Big Sky, the Top Pig, okay, um, <laughs> the VZ. There is one that starts with V. Yeah, so and then the and then the um, High Horse. So you nailed it. Yeah, you know. I it. know a bit about. I mean, uh, you know, I was wrong. I thought maybe you didn't know shit about Harleys, but you you're clearly an expert. Yeah. Uh, I've so always... anyway, I thought it was, I thought it was just a funny <laughs> anecdote about a guy who desperately wanted to be in some really niche, what I found to be undesirable club. Yeah. What? But what, how did you? How did you treat him? Everyone was nice to him because yeah. he, he was a nice kid. I mean, he, maybe he was twenty. He was really tall and he was really fat. So right. like, thing when someone's fat, it's hard to tell their age because their faces are full. Right. But he was either twenty or thirty. Okay. Um, and he was a really nice kid. And so but he just, he'd just always come in and he would just come in and talk to the staff and like, uh, like he want to look at the bike prices and the catalogs and, oh, what's coming up next? You yeah. know, maybe I'll wait till the next year comes out. He just like, like 
We all know you're not going to buy a bike. When did he start jerking off onto the bike? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it would be funny if like your whole career, your whole, your whole, your whole role there was just wiping his bodily fluids <laughs> off, of, off of the bikes. Like, uh, oh God. Cletus I, came in. And I, I think jer- after a while he started to get annoying because he, he would never buy anything. Yeah. But he'd always talk to the staff and take yeah. up their time. Yeah. And like, it, w- it, it was like a... Uh, uh, it's kind of sad though. It is sad. Like, he like, wants to be a Harley guy. But, he was like, a can't. nice kid. Yeah, but the staff's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. why don't you fucking buy something? Like, oh. um, I think his name was Alex, actually. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when the communists take over, everyone can have a motorcycle. You know, central planning. What? Why are you like this, communist? Why are you like this? I, I have never been able to finish a story. Sorry. Without you going off about some serial killer or fucking political ideology or religion. What's wrong with you? I want you to look at me and tell me what's wrong with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, keep going. Keep going. Keep going <laughs> with your story. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going, uh, Matt. Matt, keep going. I, I honestly don't remember how we got to the I'm Harley listening. show. Matt, I'm listening. Um, I don't remember how we got to the Harley shop. There's a kid who used to come in. There's more stuff we could talk about. Yeah, I mean, but do we want to talk about it? Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. Hot guns. That Ryan brought up because of his viewers. <laughs> because he viewer. wrote, he viewer. me to bring up viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to backtrack through Pew. the insanity Pew. to wherever the hell I was <laughs> in his story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking about oh, edibles. Shit. How the hell do we get to the Harley dealership and then guys who <laughs> ride cross rockets and the Yorkshire Ripper? <laughs> Fuck. Um, so communism. We can let's go to let's go to election fraud. Uh, I, let's go to like I, I I don't even want to talk about what's going on right now. Fine, then. Oh, you, the Capitol was just stormed. You oh, said you had all this stuff to talk about. We got to Rona, then we got to like weekend where I had a gummy that was bunk. Yeah, that was really disappointing. Then what? What's next? Where is where is Matt's life? Well, I mean, so the other part of the Rona escapades that sucked is so had to be stuck indoors for at least fourteen days with my family because they couldn't go to school or work. Yeah. Um, Your son didn't get it either, did he? No, he didn't get it either. Which I love them more than anyone else in the world, but. Being stuck in a house with them where nowhere else to go, I started losing my mind. Yeah. And then t- uh, to make things better, about a week into the two weeks, our refrigerator died. Oh, shit. And so we were living out of a cooler on our porch yeah. and using a deep freeze in the basement. Yeah. So the act of making breakfast was a real fucking problem. Yeah. Because I had to get the milk out of the cooler on the porch and yeah, walk yeah. through the snow. And yeah. Then you had to go in the deep freeze and pull out pancakes and bring them back upstairs. It's just it's such a pain in the ass. Right. Um, it was awful. It's a, it, just the whole thing sucked, and I was so happy to get back to work. Yeah. Just skipping out of the Walgreens over to the Harley dealership, uh, you know, of life. Like, getting outside of the house. The yeah, of life. That, that normal saying that everyone uses. Um, so then you're stuck with... So you're, <laughs> you're stuck with your kid, and he's at full power. What? Like, you're, the ladies of the house who could break up... It's like the two most argumentative people are well 
and stuck together for 14 days. Everyone felt fine for 10 of the 14 days. Okay. But like of the 14 or of the four days that didn't happen while mommy and baby girl are sick, you and little you are just debating with each other because you're you have he, full power. He was thrilled because since mom didn't feel well, she's just like, you can watch cartoons. Yeah. So he, he just basically watched cartoons for like six hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that when you pull your kids away from cartoons, they're grumpier than when they started the cartoon? It depends. My kids are whiny as hell when I turn off the cartoons. Like, I'll, they'll, be, they'll be like, oh, can we watch uh, Paw Patrol? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And they're kind of upbeat. And then they get they get so, like, they, they start, like, staring at the TV and getting, like, their minds get so fixed on the narrative or just whatever it is they're doing that you shut it off and they're like, oh, but I want to And it's like, you've watched an hour. Of TV, and you're like, just one more, just one more. That's what addicts say. The, well, I mean, m- my son goes, oh man, but then that he usually gets over it. He is okay. six, though. Yeah. Um, my five year old still freaks out. My daughter just tore the house, and they freaked the fuck out. You shut off the show, like, thinking, like, okay. It turns into like okay. a WWE ring. Like, oh, rah, yeah, pick, yeah, Picking yeah. up chairs, just slamming like, it on dad's just back. Just like it cuts to like a little girl cocking a gun. A viewer? Yeah, a viewer. <laughs> cocking a viewer? I'm going to take Bew! I'm going to shoot daddy with this viewer. Um, <laughs> puts the viewer in daddy's mouth. Get on your knees. Uh, Where's the remote, daddy? Yeah. That's a... That's Brandon with a gun in his mouth. Um, so, or a, uh, a, a walrus, bu- a, bewer. a seal, a bewer. Oh, it's not a gun in his mouth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, don't you feel like that's a person with a gun on their mouth? <laughs> uh, no. Don't you think? It just looks like I, you yelling into a microphone. I went to the <laughs> finest acting school in my house. Get a refund. Okay. <laughs> Get a refund? You haven't seen my range. Do you want to? Okay. <laughs> I didn't say yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say yes. Termite man. Um, so <laughs> you're you're a one trick pony, and yeah, that's it. Fucking terrible. You need to do like yeah. Larry the Cable Guy or, or the Jamaican terrorist. Or have I ever done Sean Connery? Jean-Yves the terrorist. I know. I I have a Sean. Your like, Sean Connery is terrible. Have you heard it? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I've heard it. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, I'm the last one. Okay. It's like he's here. Say something else. I am the last one. I am the second one. I am the last one. Starting to get. He's dead. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. They're just gone. Everyone. All the. All the like. I, Did, I, I didn't he like rape a bunch of women or something? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that happened. It's really shitty. Did he? I, I, I'm. Sh- he might have. And for some reason, I thought he pulled a Bill Cosby, where like later in his life, a bunch of shit came out, and he kind of just faded into the darkness. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I feel as though. Uh, so, let's go here. Let's go there. Uh, Do you actually have anything to talk about? Or yeah, you just I was going to bring oh, something okay. up, but I, f- I forget what I was going to say. Um, well, I have a little quip that yeah, made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was taking my daughter to school on Tuesday, the mm. first day I could leave the house, and yeah. the radio was playing this ad. For, 
for the last week, I've been listening to uh, conservative radio just because it's good to get the counterpoint to yeah. NPR. Yep. And it was like, um, it was a gambling commercial. Yeah. And it was like, now it's easier than ever to log yeah. on and gamble. It's yeah. like, bet your house, bet your kids. <laughs> no, shut up. If you have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and it just made me laugh so yeah, hard yeah, that they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's now easier than ever to yeah, bet yeah, everything yeah. you yeah. own. Yeah. If you have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's like, uh, it's just such a shitty thing. Get heroin at rock bottom prices. Put the needle in your arm. Stick it in. Put wrap your arm and then stick the needle in there. Shoot the heroin. If you have a drug problem, please please go. <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> uh, please enjoy heroin responsibly. Right, right. <laughs> please gamble responsibly. Yeah. It's just um. It's just uh. It's just, it it literally and you know it's as, such a parody. And and people as people that build technology, you always have those. You you end up building those UIs, those user interfaces that have like the 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 legalese copy. It's like the the value proper the the huge call to action is like seventy two points tall at font, and then the legalese is like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's so stupid because uh, it, it was it was an advertisement about how. Um, Sports betting is legal in Iowa now, and yeah. it was advertising a website where you can do all the, the sports betting. Gumbling. But, I mean, that that's honestly the entire anecdote. I was just fucking wailing in my car, because it was this, like, <laughs> this minute-long ad yeah. for how easy it is to gamble, how easy it is to get set yeah, up, yeah, and yeah, this, yeah. all these great things you bet on, and at the end, it's like, if you have a problem with gambling, you're 100% yeah, off. It's just, yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah. Well, it's like that, like, J.G. Wentworth, like, do you need cash now? Get cash now! Cash now! Do you, somebody owe you cash? And then at the end, you know, just something about like financial responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you or if gam- it's like a drug commercial. Do you gamble? No. Is buying Bitcoin gambling? No. Why? I mean, I- investing isn't gambling. Because why? Because you don't lose the money. You just lose value on it. The money stays there. You don't lose everything. Yeah, and and gambling there is just a percentage based of you winning. True. I think it investing you own the asset, or you own rights to that asset. Yeah. Right. Because you can do whatever you want with it. Sure. Right? Gambling once you submit it, it's outside. Of your mind. Well, also like. They have your money. Well, hold on. I know, but like the thing is, I'm getting more at like, I even if I lose everything on Bitcoin, I still have a Bitcoin. It's just not worth anything. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, is like. If you're gambling, you're gambling something you own. It's just you don't, you know, you're gambling money mm-hmm. or a car or some mm-hmm. asset or something. Mm-hmm. Cash set. Cash set. Cash set. Cash set. Yeah. Cash set. Ash to cash. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, <clears> I, 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 I have, my mind has just been. Is that the app to gamble? My mind has been devastated by. I don't know what to latch onto anymore in terms of like reality. Um, I don't know. You know, I think we have a pretty intense. Um, like, I would say it's really hard to find truth these days in terms of just like, you know, define. Okay, like let's define what practical truth is, right? Oh God! Like, so Matt, like you need to find in order to navigate reality, you need to find what what is reality, right? Why are you depressed? Some How about question. instead of us talking about truth and arguing about that for 30 minutes yep. while I want to rip off my own dick and throw it at you, let's talk about why you're depressed. 
Should I buy a Tic Tac? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a fleshy Tic Tac? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Hmm? Um, uh, uh, We're all dying. Uh, just imagine getting hit by like a tiny little... <laughs> It sticks food? to your face. Was that food? <laughs> it hits your glasses and sticks to your glasses. Yeah. So you just this tiny dick's in your field of vision. Rip my dick off and throw it at you. Like I, I can't imagine you. Like I, I imagine like me talking about something philosophical. <laughs> you getting angry enough that you rip your phallus off. Like and just me screaming. This isn't as bad as me. Like in the middle of you ripping your dick off. I'm like this. Is, no, Matt. This isn't literally as not as bad as what just talking about the truth. Like it's not that big of a deal. You're do, you're making a mistake. Like just me uh, and coach like trying to restrain you and just like I'm gonna rip my dick off. <laughs> oh god. Um. So uh, yeah. I, I don't. Did you have anything else you want to wrap? I said wrap why? Up? I mean, yeah. There's this stuff like I have other topics. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Why well, was you brought up depressed? So let's fucking finish. Why that. am I depressed? Why am I depressed? Um. Why are you? I mean, yeah. all right. So aside from the fact that you're unattractive, yeah. overweight, yeah. not yeah. very intelligent, yeah. why are you so down, man? What's right. going on? Like, and, and, and and no one likes you. I yeah. mean, aside from those, brush that aside. I just what's going? I just going ima- on I just imagine you. people like viewers seeing a lonely pumpkin, like a lonely, <laughs> like just a like a lonely pumpkin with <laughs> just eyes, just a it's gourd, like, just a gourd in a corner with glasses, just like a curve, like, <laughs> yeah, just discolored, like loppy, go- <laughs> like blobby kind of gourd. <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's having it really hard. Like oh. what a hard life. Um, so. I, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what all of, so I, I've been thinking about what, what we're going through as a society. And, and it makes you depressed? Um, it, I'm trying to figure out like what the future is and how I kind of plot that out. Like what my, how my kids are going to suffer or, or what the consequences are from that. Like from what we're going through, like what what's the impact going to be on them? Um, I mean, it, e- economy, like that kind of. If stuff. it's if it's any consolation, every generation has always worried about the future. Yeah, that things are going downhill. Yeah, you know, thing all oh, heading towards disaster, and yeah. every generation is worried about that, and we keep making progress. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't worry about it. It mm-hmm. just shouldn't make you depressed. Yeah. It's not worth obsessing about. Yeah. I think there's like there's there's the there's the sort of dichotomy between like in the long term. Look at the look at five hundred years ago. We've made insane progress. And like is anything hold on. Okay. hold on. But then looking at like what's right in front of me and what do I need to do today? Those are the two that keep me sane. Is like, okay, long term, we are headed somewhere good. Short term, I'm headed somewhere good. I've gotta just you know, go and do what I need to do. Take care of business, like uh, cook meals, love my family, you know, work hard, like those kind of things. But then it's like, what? It's that in between. It's like, what does the next five years look like? Why do I need to care about that? How do I position, you know, finances and, and job and all that stuff in a way that's like... You know, it's funny because um, th- this reminds me when Sam Harris talks about meditation. He mm-hmm. talks about how all negative emotions are either ruminations of the past or worries about the future. Yeah. If you live in the present, you won't be miserable. Right. He says that? Yeah. Hmm. He does a whole bunch of stuff on meditation. It's right. all very helpful. Right. 
Um, are do you meditate? I try occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Poorly. Yeah. I, I should just double down and do it like exercise, but I I don't. Um, because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. <laughs> so look, listen, no argument. I uh, I have ringing in my ears, so I can't meditate. Like you mean your family? Beep. No, like literally, I have. You I have, have. You have. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah, I had. I was at the dentist the other day, and he was uh, working on my teeth, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like you bite down pretty hard. Um, any? Do you have any? Or no? Yeah. He's like, do, do you have any issue with that? Or are you? Do you go? Yeah. Do you do you grind your teeth at yeah, night? Yeah, I have bruxism, is what it's called. And um, they I'm have like, mouth guards for that. My wife has. I, I know. I got one from Walgreens, and the Har- I went to the Harley shop and got one. Uh, and. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I grind my teeth, but I also have tinnitus, and he stopped working. So the light's shining down on me bright, and I've got the you know stupid goggles on, and he's got my mouth open, and he's and he leans back. And, <laughs> and he, goes, he pulls his cock out, and he's like, what <laughs> did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry. He, 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 st- he gets back in. It's hard. It's hard to recover from. Um, <laughs> but he, he's like, "Have you been googling?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, uh, y- yes, <laughs> but like at the same time, I mean, like, you are a hypochondriac. So I yeah. ty- who who can't type in? R- I have ringing in my ears, and all of a sudden it's like tinnitus. Yeah, I googled something. It's not like I'm like, oh, excuse me. I think my mitochondria has. And I think uh, people also just know that term from TV because like. Someone had a grenade go off in a war movie, and now they yeah. have tinnitus. It's just yeah. like it's just a thing. Yeah, uh, it goes in and out, but like especially when it's really, really quiet, um, I have a hard time. I definitely have a hard time meditating. But I also found that like going into coffee shops and meditating in there is like it was funny how I started meditating one time. I was in a busy coffee shop in Kansas City, and I'm like, close my eyes. And I just hear, you know, coffee machine, people talking, clubs, cups clanking, all that. And I'm like, I'm thinking, God, can you people shut the fuck up? Like, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to meditate. And then I realized, like, the goal of meditation is to tune this stuff out. Like, so the, 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 the environment I'm in is perfect. I also imagine you still, like, in line. <laughs> so like, hey, buddy, could you fucking move? <laughs> You're, like, on the floor, cross-legged. Hey, jackass. Um... It's or just getting hot coffee dumped on me, <laughs> like just shaking, like trying not to break my meditation. I will not be scalded, like um, trying to trying to like will my body to not be be harmed. Like I can change my pain tolerance. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, um, I, I've tried meditating. It's hard. So I mean, what what did the dentist say? Anything? Or is all he said? You've been googling. You've been googling. Well, yeah, but I was like. I mean, kind of. I mean, I know the term, but, you know, just ringing your ears. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, he, it might be related. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm like, how fucking dumb are your, are your customers? How dumb are your patients? Sounds like there's a telephone yeah. in my ear hole. You're, you're not, you're not, like, you don't have, like, Stephen Hawking. He's like, I, I was thinking that I might go into a black hole. You know, what the fuck are you talking? What like, is he? Is he like the most intelligent? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like it, it, it's like I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess. <I'm laughs> uh, I, I was more thinking how how dumb are your patients? 
because like that's yeah, but not then you a, said Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not as though it's not as though like I'm Stephen Hawking for. Oh for, yeah, I get, it, I get it. You know, it's not like you were saying something super intelligent. You yeah, were just, yeah, like, it, and it's not as though like are your patients that dumb that they're coming in and like forgetting to breathe? Like, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pa- doc, oh, yeah, <laughs> I got the no breathies again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, tinnitus, dude. Like, whatever. Uh, but he was unhelpful and. So, um, something that I saw that made me angry, mm. which I mean, it's pretty is much, everything, it's, yeah. is everything, but this yeah. one was special. Have you heard about, um, Lisa Montgomery? I have not. She's the only woman on death row and Trump's trying to get her executed before he leaves office. Oh, <clears throat> what'd she do? She, um, strangled the life out of an eight and a half months pregnant woman and then cut the baby out and tried to claim it as her own. Oh shit. This was like five years ago. Maybe. Um, okay. but so anyway, I mean that, that's horrific. Yep. But the, the thing that's been bothering me is all over NPR and I, because I like looked it up, I'm getting stuff on my phone now about yeah. how it's like, they're like, uh, she's a physician. She's an abortion physician. This, this poor woman. No, it's no, it's not that it's like, she had a very troubled childhood. She is a victim. She was abused. And I'm like, how many fucking people on death row you think had good fucking childhoods? Yeah. 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 What makes this? Yeah person right oh she's a woman that's why she should get off a death row right it's just i don't know that made me so annoyed because how many of those fucking serial killers and rapists do you think grew up in good supportive homes that had good healthy relationships as they were growing up well and the thing is she only had one murder but like the what's what's crazy so she's not a serial killer but like the well, not not everyone on death row is a serial killer. Sure, it depends on the severity and the I mean, Charles Manson grotesqueness of Charles the crimes. Manson never killed anyone. Yeah. Um. So the the odd thing about I think this is a case where she was going. She was looking to buy a dog, and she found the victim in like a dog. Like she she bred these type of puppies. I think this is the story, uh, Coach. Can you can you look up Lisa Montgomery? We'll find we'll find the answers. She got to know. Th- Online through a shared love of dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bobby. Okay. So yeah, I, I I know this case. I've I've uh I've dove into this one. And what happened is so I've got a couple of things to say. Like the she posed. So this is a really fucking calculated crime. Like that's the thing is that this person posed as wanting to purchase a dog, got onto a forum for these types of dogs, and like made friends with uh, Bobby Joe Stinnett, and then just on a whim or not on a whim, but after getting to know her strangle with a rope and cut open her abdomen and try to claim the baby. as Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like the whole, the husband didn't notice that like, he was like, Oh, you had the baby. And she's like, yeah, like it's crazy. I'll send you the podcast of the episode about this case, but it's like, what? Like the, she faked pregnancy for months and then, killed this gal took her baby and then was like hey i had the kid and the husband was like why didn't you i should have been at the hospital like what you know so then the dad she goes home and the dad's like oh my god this is my kid like that and insanity like uh, i mean he's probably a little messed up too has to be probably um but like uh there is a very interesting series about um oh god it's called crazy not insane or insane not crazy or something like that it's a documentary about um, this gal in the 80s and 90s um, did some research on uh, 
serial killers and met a bunch of them and did interviews and all this stuff and found that people that in the, in almost all the cases she investigated if the perpetrator was interviewed it would be found that they had a split personality um and so she like and they so she goes through her process and explains her findings and like you know and she's a pariah in the community of the courts because they're like okay like you know they're a criminal like they've had a terrible life but you want and her her point is like the side that the personality that killed has been um, is someone is a personality that was created out of trauma. And so like in the case of, um, Oh, there was a anyway, but like essentially what happens is when you have extreme abuse as a child, um, your brain, your, your, you can D what is it? D not desensitize, but decouple because like there was one guy that his mom used to string him up like a, um, uh, like a you know like a on a spit like a like a uh, pig or something mm-hmm. and then stick stuff up his butt sure and you know do a bunch of like abuse to him and he he was like how can my mom do this to me and then his evidently during her interviews she found that when she would start to dive into all that trauma his personality would change and she'd be like who am i talking to and he'd be like you know, his name's Gerald and, you know, he's like, you're talking to Terry and you just get sort of like melancholy and catatonic, like not catatonic, but like just change. And she's like, I think this abuse to people creates a different personality and that's the one perpetrating the crime. And so like, I think NPR is probably jumping on that a little bit because it's fairly recent. It's like maybe. uh, Okay. But like aside from all of the, the, the pseudoscience. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is no, like, no. Look, I, I am not. I'm not saying that's wrong. Yeah. I'm saying that even if it's wrong or even if it's right, that that doesn't change my point. The thing that made me upset is that this woman should be spared, but all of these men who get killed shouldn't yes. be. Yes. Like, I, I think you should either oppose the death penalty, yeah. or not oppose. It doesn't matter what gender they are. Yeah. Um, and and I almost don't think it matters what crime they did. Yeah. Because you're either against death penalty or you're not. Because all of those people are mentally ill. And right. I think um, Harris has a view, and I don't know if I agree with this, because I think some people aren't worth saving, but Harris says, you know, given enough time and technology, we might be able to cure these mental illnesses with the right drugs or treatments. Okay. Like, there's no reason we, we should think that's not possible. Yeah. Because if it's traumas and experiences or chemical imbalances or problems in your brain that cause these behaviors, then surely we could potentially change those and, you know... R- recover the person that they were meant to be and sure that's possible um so i don't know it just i got really annoyed that this that this one woman was trying to be saved because she had been abused but like all of these other horrendous criminals weren't worth saving even though i'm sure if you looked into their life with as deep of a a microscope if they looked into this woman's it would be just as bad oh for sure i don't know it just it, it rubbed me the wrong way okay because the the way the way we focus on things is it's and it's only because she's a woman. If this yeah. had been a man, NPR, all of these rights groups would never have looked. Even if it was the same abuse, right. stepfather raping them next to brother, right. se- selling them for sex to friends, right. like right. abusing them, like cr- cracking their head on the grounds, like all of that. If it happened to a man and then a man did this to a woman, it would not even be a question. Yeah, and that's why it upsets me. Yep, um, I think there's. I think there's also that angle of like she, you know, it's it's kind of a 
double whammy. It's like she, oh, she was abused. She was a victim. She was this. And also she wanted to be a mother. Like she, she, you know, like that's an added layer of like, oh, she wanted to be a mother. Like, oh, it's bad. It's terrible what you did. But I know that instinct to want to be a mother. Like, oh, like that. I mean, it's, it's insanity, but it, it's, um, well, wasn't, um, wasn't there a seal killer who would kill women who reminded them of his mother? Uh, uh, Ed Kemper. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's just a way of him trying to get close to his mommy. Could be. Why can't we all go, oh, maybe Ed Kemper shouldn't be in prison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Look, I don't want to make this into a thing. It just right. annoyed me. Right. Like either kill everyone on death row or don't, but don't try to make special exceptions for abuse because I guarantee all these fucking people have had really fucked up lives. Yeah. Like those of us who haven't been fucked by our family are truly lucky mm-hmm. because that is way more common than we all want to admit. And some people who get fucked by their family don't end up serial killers because they had the right genetics to resist that stuff. Right. And right. some people aren't so lucky. Right. Regardless, it's not really their fault. Yet it, it's just, it, it is, it, I, I, I legitimately think that's to some degree a serial killer um, archetype or like, tendency comes out of um it's something that's produced out of you know it, it could very well be a coping mechanism i mean from abuse yeah i'm sure i'm sure there could be like genetic dispositions but mm-hmm. it, it's the right combination of really fucked up situations from people who should give you unconditional love and genetic predispositions right and then maybe even later in life like Circu- and then uh, circumstances later on like yeah. okay did the circumstance arise where i was alone with the person and then just rage triggered and I killed him. Yeah. And then, and then that like started something, Yeah, you know, who knows, but yeah. it, it's, I don't know. Uh, there was a serial killer in Russia, Andre Chikatilo. Um, he couldn't, he, uh, there was some kind of abuse in his childhood. He couldn't become sexually aroused except for by killing children. Like there, there's something so insanely like in the limbic system. That's like, uh, you're, there's wires that are, really really crossed there somewhere and we don't know you know i don't know yeah, but it's fucked up yeah um so like i learned recently the difference between modus op modus operandi and signature so like i'm um, listening to uh, uh investigation uh, like how fbi investigates murders okay and um uh, so specifically the case is jack <clears throat> the ripper and they're looking at they're they're doing a post analysis on jack the ripper and like oh well you know looking at all the murders and modus operandi is like the the method by which you committed the crime and then your signature is the way that you got satisfaction um from the crime so like in jack's case oh good old jack uh he would strangle and then he would eviscerate and cut so his mo is strangulation his signature is evisceration sure yeah so I mean, it, it was just interesting to know that, like, yeah, interesting. I I never thought of the distinction before. Yeah, I mean, that's I, neither did I. I was like, oh shit, I didn't. You know, this is, I've heard them before, and I just thought they were like interchangeable terms. Yeah, and they're not. Um, but yeah, so method of murder versus like your psych psychological tendency to do something because you need satisfaction from the murder. Two different things. Um, so you know, I just love this. I love where we're. I just love what's up, man. Sorry, that took us down a really dark, dark path. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think that there is, 
there's there's these, these are not everyday problems that people deal with, but um, I think there is a. I think the more we, the more understanding we have. I don't know. See, this is the kind of thing where it's like, are you punishing? So here's a question: Are you punishing the event that the perpetrator um, incited, or are you punishing all of the all of the shit that led up to it? Right, like all the bad, the abuse and all that stuff. And I, that- I, 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 I think we can live in a society where we can say that this woman, Lisa Montgomery, even if you said she's not responsible for what she did, right? It's it, what's responsible is the gene she got from her parent and the abuse that she received from her mother and her stepfather. Mm-hmm. But do we want someone out in the world who is likely to do something like this again? Mm-hmm. And that, that, to me, is the question whether they shouldn't stay in jail or not. Whether we kill them, again, I think, I think capital punishment is a separate argument. Like, um, I think to Sam Harris's point, maybe in the future sometime we could like, potentially fix people like this. But for now, it's like, do you want to pay for them for lifetime in prison? Yeah. I, d- I don't know. It's expensive. It's expensive. Um, and is there any benefit if they're never going to get it? I don't know. But that, like, that's like a separate thing. I don't really feel super strongly one way or the other. All I know is I want them to stay in jail. Yeah. I, I, I like I've struggled with this too. There's no I, I don't think someone at her level or um like Ted Bundy's level could I don't think you could be you can be fixed. I don't think that's a therapeutic thing. I think there's such a deep issue there. Oh not as much as oh, as much as <clears throat> I mean, I, I would guess that most people who are on death row are what you would consider irredeemable because of the stuff they've done. Yeah. Like I think killing an eight month pregnant woman and then cutting open her uterus and pretending the baby's your own is about as demented as you could get. Mm. Yeah. I know of more, but I, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, clearly you can always come up with more demented shit, but Mm. that's, that's up there. Mm -hmm. That's up there. Well, and also, but think about the stages. Well, yeah, but then, but then add in the layer of planning and and then the lying to the husband and like the, the months of preparation. So, I mean, this is, this is where you get into sort of breaking down crimes, thinking like a lawyer, like, so it wasn't, so we, you know, what she did to Bobby Joe Stanette is like, okay, a crime. Okay. The crime is murder and it's, you know, murder a certain way, but then you get into like, okay, well, let's think about what she went through to do it. You did all this deception you drove, I think, hours, took five hours or something, to find this person, assault them, murder them. After you had strangled her or knocked her out or whatever, cut her open, took the baby, and it wasn't like you know because at each point, at each point, a decision's made to go like down a path, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you take the baby out. You could be like, oh shit, I'll go take this child. I've murdered the mom. I'll go take the child to the hospital. And, and get it, that's a choice she could have made. She didn't. So then that factors into, like, well, how do you punish her? You know, you, you know, because we always see just a crime. But it's like, well, what's the sequence of events that happened? Um, and in that case, it's like, yeah, she's not coming back. from. Yeah, know. like if someone had hit this woman with a car and killed her, but yeah. her baby ended up in a hospital. Right. Like, that could effectively be the same end result, mm-hmm. but the crimes are incredibly yeah. different. Because it says what the person's likely to do again in the future, yeah. which is why motive matters so much in crime. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. This is another week with the uh, True Crime Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm.
Mm. If I had to take a hardline stance one way, I would say no. I think life imprisonment is probably the safer way to go. Um, safer? Safer in that maybe there could be DNA evidence in the future that exonerates them. Uh, That's happened. Mm. Or could potentially happen. Or maybe in the future we do develop treatments to where maybe instead of being in prison, they could have like furloughs or they could be in like a mental hospital where they're like they're not a danger they could i don't know they could exist in some other capacity and maybe be of use to society right that's not outside the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. um i i don't think it's redeemable or acceptable they should just be able to let go back into public Mm -hmm. unless like these technologies are incredible and they've been well proven and shit like that i can't imagine what they are but like just let's be open to the possibility that maybe there is redemption Uh, and i also think there's another layer like i don't know um but I know that you have like, to say yes or no first. Okay, yeah. no, uh, I, I think or wait, for or against? Uh, I'm I'm for it. Sorry, I'm for it. So you're um, for capital punishment? Yes, I'm for capital punishment. And the reason that is is because like, you know, you always see like the state versus Matt Traxel, you know, or whatever. Um, you see it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll you see it. Tweet. <laughs> 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 uh, you see it everywhere uh, in your sleep, and um, <laughs> it's like. Uh, we forget, or I forget that, like, you know, what, do you know the Chris Watts case? I've Where heard he, the name, but I don't remember the case. So his, he was, worked on oil rig, lived in Colorado. Him and his wife were having a rough time. Um, and uh, he started dating some gal he worked with. And then um, his wife came home from a, uh, um, some kind of a, uh, you know, MLM, multi-level marketing thing, like some summit in North Carolina. And he, because he was so head over heels for this girl, he killed his wife, strangled her, and then strangled his daughters 45 minutes later and then put them in oil tankers, like their bodies in like oil repository. Like, and uh, it's the kind of thing that's like, yeah, I think that motherfucker should die. And the thing is, is I look at that not as a state issue, but like when I watch the court, him in court, his 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 in laws lost their granddaughters because he wanted to fuck some girl. Well, and I know that's reductive, but it's like there's a family a family needs justice, and to know that they got something taken and he gets to yeah he's not well, walking free. So so but like this is the way I think about it. So imagine this Lisa Montgomery killed your wife when she's pregnant with your child, mm-hmm. or my wife when she's pregnant with my child. Do you think she should die? Yeah. Yeah, I would feel that way, but being separated from it, right? I don't know. Well, this is why we have ethicists, like AI ethicists, or um, what criminal ethics. This is more of like a a philosophical question too. Of like, are are people worth keeping around? Yeah, yeah. And then, what does this do to deter crime in the future? And and to me, I think it's like, well, true, but imagine how crime's going to go up if I'm like. Dude, the worst thing that's going to happen to me is I get three hots and a cot for the rest of my life if I end up killing this dude or killing this person or whatever. Um, it's like, uh, yeah. Like, because you have to cost benefit analysis. Most crimes, well, I don't say most crimes, crimes of passion are like act on the passion. Calculated crimes are like, okay, fuck, what's really going to happen to me if I carry this out? You know, I'm going to get rid I don't of this know. person. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, well, if we expunge capital punishment, then what's that going to do to violent crime in the country you know if really you don't have to pay for i don't know stuff it's tricky i don't know mm-hmm. 
I mean, that, 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 that's why I feel like it just play it safe. Well, this is this is where he play it safe as in just l- life in prison. Uh, maybe make prisons less fun. I don't know. Yeah. A little more. Maybe like, life of solitary confinement. Yeah. Just make him go nuts. Basically <laughs> just torture for the rest of their life like that. That's probably too much. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. It's it's really complicated. Yes. Is it based on the crime? Like maybe Lisa here just has lifetime in prison, but the guy who put his wife and daughters in a barrel should stay in solitary confinement, or he should, I don't know. Maybe we should torture people in prison, the too. Thing is, maybe lifetime I, I, imprisonment with I, torture. I saw Chris Watson in, the, in court, and I've never seen someone look so sorry in their entire life. Like, you've never seen someone look so pathetic and broken. And you're like, this dude couldn't be more sorry, but not... And it's not necessarily that he got caught. It's that, like, I think the gravity of what he did is now manifested in his body. And it's like, your emotions, your, 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 you, all the shit you did is taken. It's, 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 it's covered you. And it's, you're, you're like soaking in it. And eventually it'll, 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 um, you know, vaporize and go away. But like, at some point, you know, do you want someone to feel sorry or do you want justice? Well, but what's justice? I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't know. Did you see the, they, they found recently that um, they did a study on inmates' lungs? Uh, I think because of COVID, there was like um, a coroner or someone, you know, along with all the people that were coming through, they did uh, a lung examination on a, um, uh, someone that was put to death through lethal injection, and it had the same, same the lungs had the same look as a COVID patient. And, like, they were like, but they didn't have any virus. And so it's like they've concluded after other looks at other lungs that these guys, typically guys, die and suffocate. It's just, you don't, they're just numb. But, like, you know, the the cocktail they give you, you know, suffocates you, essentially. And so it's a very, it's a very painful. Um, Electric chair? Drop them out of planes? I think, I think, uh, then you hit, might hit somebody. What would fire them into space? What if we put them in a space suit and they burn up on reentry? Expensive. It's just as expensive as firing them into space. I, I know both are expensive. Yeah, I, I was just I just realized. I that. mean, I think I think right now a lethal injection is like a hundred grand. It's incredibly I, dude, expensive. I can get I can get that stuff for like five bucks. A <laughs> like hundred okay. grand. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, where where's your lethal injection juice? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aisle seven. Yeah, yeah. Lethal injection juice. But it's, but you have to buy by the gallon. This is Costco. Yeah. Um. It's like you can't be that much. Like inject them with some bleach or something. Like what? The balance. Well, that's nice. Key facts. I don't know. I mean, we could turn it into like a um, put everyone on death row into like a Hunger Games. Yeah. And then you know the person who wins, uh, maybe we like just give him an insulin shot. It's supposed to be like a really peaceful way to go. You just fall asleep and die. Is it really? Yeah. Just like insane amount of insulin. Well, I mean, and a big dose of insulin. Yeah. For a body that doesn't need it, it's pretty bad. What does it do? Um, it just sucks all the blood sugar or out of your body, and then you just kind of slowly die. So your blood sugar just goes to nothing. Mm. Your heart stops beating, but you pass out long before then because you lose consciousness because your brain needs a bunch of sugar. So you just pass out and heart stops beating and die. There you go. I had an aunt who did that to herself. She- Aunt-in-law. She injected a bunch of insulin. She was a nurse. She did it twice. The second time she got herself. Oh, like she did it to two, herself. Two different times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, that's another week with uh, oh, God, true, yeah. crime, we true crime end. podcast. This is just, just getting worse. <laughs> I apologize for the darkness earlier. It's just getting worse. So what are we covering next week? So I have another topic, but it's too big to start now. Okay, it's, next week. It's about a teaser. It's about Chernobyl. Chernobyl. And, and the weakness of uh, humanity. I think they go hand in hand. Okay. It's, it's like, oh, man. Chernobyl okay. freaked me out, so I'm excited to talk about it. That's okay. why I didn't want to bring it up, because it's too big. Yeah, it's big. It's a doozy. But, All yeah. right. Yeah. Started yeah. strong. Middle was strong. Ending got a little dark. Got a little dark. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's all right. Coach will fix it all and edit. Yep. Flip it around. All right. We'll see you all next week. Next week. Bye. Thanks for subscribing to the Two Idiots Podcast. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and what else? Shoot it out of a cannon. I, uh, bash it, like drag it through the mud. I, I don't know. You do what you want with it, okay? Look it up. It's fun. It's we try to have fun here. New episodes every Thursday. New episodes every minute of every Thursday, every day. One of the minutes. One hundred percent every Thursday. One hundred percent of one of the minutes every Thursday. One hundred percent. Thanks. Bye.